0: This episode is brought to you by Signature Baking. Hey, Dan. Hey, Keith. Uh, Do you like bread? I do. I like bread a whole lot. And I know just through our demographic breakdown that a lot of our listeners uh, are from Texas. Mm -hmm. So this is specifically for every listener in the Dallas-Fort Worth area. And like all the little... areas around like if you're anywhere near Dallas or Fort Worth go to signaturebaking.com
1: DFW adjacent
0: right anything in there so <laughs> Signature Baking uh, and their sister store Hearthstone Baking in Austin uh, are my favorite commercial bakers but yes. they are now uh, not, not in Austin just in DFW they're offering home delivery so if you are going to to the grocery store and you're not finding bread in the mm-hmm. DFW area. You want you, some, some of that good, good. The best bread on the planet. Now, in Austin, I got the hookup, so they gave me a couple loaves down here. Yeah. Uh, and I rebuilt some grilled cheeses from my past that <laughs> were the best sandwiches I've ever had in my life. But if you're in the DFW and you are not finding bread at the grocery store, go to SignatureBaking.com. They will deliver fresh bread, just baked fresh bread to your mm-hmm. doorstep. And not only that, mm. they are helping the DFW industry by hiring out of work industry people to work as bread delivery people. Oh Hell yeah. Yeah. So all their partners and bread buyers, like when they have staff that are out of work, like this is a good company. They're friends of the show. Hell yeah. Uh, Good, good friend of mine and Patreon supporter, Jeff D'Souza. Woo. Uh, It's his family's bakery. Uh, It's just great bread. Like uh, without bullshit. I know it's an Ad read. I eat this bread. (laughs) <laughs> it's good bread Let's get this it's bread This is good ass bread
1: Five by five at the movies Five by five at the movies We like watching movies Now listen to the show on the
0: set. Hi Dan Hey Keith I'm eating some of this bread right now <laughs> That's a long ass ad I didn't mean to make it that long And I'm sorry everyone I just get really excited about that bread Yes yeah, When I first moved to Austin, I had a job in a restaurant, not Mm. even a restaurant, a sandwich shop. (laughs) (laughs) (laughs)
1: Restaurant's a little generous. Yeah. A sandwich (laughs) shop. And we
0: would use that bread. And I have dreams of that bread sometimes. Mm -hmm. All right. Let's hop into the show. You ready for the mailbag? I am. All right. We have an email this week. Uh, Of course, it's from Walker. Hey, Walker. All right, Walker. (laughs) He says, hey, guys, first off, I want to say it's not what it looks like. And I'll explain (laughs) why he said that. He said, let me start over. This all started weeks before your last episode. I was still motivated and productive, having just started working from home. I was cleaning out my office and opened a box of possibly junk or precious mementos or something nestled in between loose poker chips and uh, you know half a board game or two glorious Maverick Nerf guns. Uh, and I said I, I want to almost put his email in quotes because Mavericks are you know like real basic Nerf guns, are not glorious. Like, I already got a Maverick, you piece of shit. Send me something <laughs> nice. Anyway, uh, giant six-cylinder revolvers that shoot darts either with section cups or blunt heads. I know how fucking nerf gun works walker uh <laughs> warm motes of college party memories drifted out of the box my ears itched from the phantom outrage of friends and family as i peppered them with darts <laughs> long story short I shared the guns with my wife at, that was horrified to discover, and I was horrified to discover that she is more entertained by shooting me with the darts than I am by writing long letters. She really <laughs> likes shooting me, guys. Anyway, you mentioned how much you like Nerf guns in the last episode, so I boxed them up in a care package after scouring the darts and guns with rubbing alcohol, <laughs> comma, can't be too careful. I also included some alcohol wipes and latex gloves in case you absolutely sure, you want to make sure they're absolutely sure they're disinfected. Anyway, I sent two packages to your house wonderful y'all and a bottle of wine and some bath tissue for Dan Benjamin hopefully they find you well but I totally understand if you'd rather just set the box on fire unopened as you might the proverbial smallpox blanket stay safe out there guys Walker by the way I did not give Walker our address <laughs> so what he says it's not what it looks like I have to, so here are two things <laughs> I can deduce about Walker one yeah. I really hope his job is like a government essential job <laughs> yeah. and that he's not some sort of weird stalker yeah
1: and, he's, he's got a terminal where you just yeah, type something it has, in and has it access it has. to information and two because he <laughs> yeah.
0: had a maverick in college I, I had always imagined Walker to be elderly <laughs> okay. But if you had a Maverick in college, Mavericks came out the college age about the time we were in college. He's yeah, close yeah. to our age. Yeah. Theoretically, unless he's later in life college. P.S. I hope it wasn't too much of an invasion of privacy to send gifts directly to your house. I tried the public (laughs) address for the station, but it's eight years old and invalid. I had to resort to more creative means. (laughs) P.P.S. I'm so glad you're enjoying my letters. You're welcome to use them in any way you'd like. Thanks. (laughs) Uh, So I talked to Dan Benjamin about this, and he did try to send this to an old address, and it got bounced back. (laughs) Uh, Dan Benjamin wants nothing to do with this. He did not (laughs) want the package. So we are now... Uh, Several rolls of toilet paper, richer, and one bottle of cheap rosé. Hey! (laughs) Thank you, Walker. Thank you, Walker. Um... (laughs) I really hope this, uh, It's okay So I have decided All the Walker letters Are going on Patreon nice. For two letters One they're two, two letters For two reasons One uh, They're very long And some of them Have some weird Private information About him That I want everyone To know And two If he shows up here And kills us I want there To <laughs> be public trail? knowledge If this dude Walker Shows up And wears us Like a fucking skin jacket Then I want people To know where to look for Ugh
1: now we have... Uh, there will at least be a bread company that knows. <laughs>
0: yeah, right. <laughs> there are three patrons on our Patreon now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. One, the aforementioned Jeff D'Souza. Mm-hmm. He's a sweetheart, runs a baking company here in Austin, Sister oh, Store, DFW.
1: Sweetest of sweethearts that I've ever met in my life. So great. I
0: just mentioned I was nostalgic for this bread at one point, and he dropped off a couple of loaves in the mailbox. Super illegal. Uh, <laughs> two, we have Jim... who has signed up as a patron with the, with the handle Dan's dad. (laughs) So that's your father. (laughs) And our third patron, believe it or not is Walker, which is why we're spending so much time talking (laughs) about him this week. Every week. We're (laughs) going to check in with Walker now uh awesome. so those are our three uh you guys not only is that three we are more than a quarter of a way to our goal because Woo! jeff is the high tier guys we are so what, close what to what hitting our it? goal
1: sweetheart of sweethearts so you go that 55 five dollar level
0: that's there you go now all you at home go hit the five dollar level get on our patreon make sure we can keep this show going and keep the pirate ship afloat as yeah. uh adam carolla likes to say okay yeah next is uh reviews reviews there's no new reviews (laughs) here's something i haven't talked about in a while the charts hey we charted back (laughs) charted we charted not in america uh in australia i'll take it we are we're (laughs) back in the 50s range and Uh, the uh, wolverines but also (laughs) still on fire maybe
1: uh, I think it's mostly under control at okay. this point.
0: Well, wait, I would assume you all had more important shit to do in Australia than listen to our show, but you're not. You're listening to us, and I appreciate that. So yeah, thank yeah, yeah. you. Good night, everyone down there mm-hmm. under uh, where the toilets flow <laughs> you know, the wrong was way.
1: our bidet episode. Cut some uh, <laughs> I did think about that because <laughs> I talked about terms. Australia. <laughs>
0: yeah. And that that show I was watching, the, um, the Australian the Love Island, are
1: now a uh, prescient episode of That's uh, my- <laughs> G'days and Bidets, where we uh, talked about the bidet that I yeah. bought. My which I've since came in real handy yeah, since <laughs> I've since ordered a bidet,
0: still not uh, shipped from Amazon. They're real backed up <laughs> yep. on that. Ready to check in with Brian?
1: Yeah.
0: Brian did not check in this uh, week. I feel like okay, Brian okay, waits Brian. for us to say he's dead and then <laughs> <Yeah>. overshares. <laughs> like, the mystery. I don't alive. want six week six tweets from. Brian every other week I want Three tweets every week also Brian get on fucking patreon and give me Five dollars a month that ain't Nothing that ain't nothing give me five Dollars a month Brian talked about that let's talk about the box office box office. what do you think the box office did this
1: week uh, didn't do anything is what right. i imagine
0: now i will say this we say zero because the industry recognizes here there are mm-hmm. slivers of money because yeah. what 86 percent of the country's on lockdown all the major theater chains there are some mm-hmm. and i was wrong last week there are some independent movie chains reporting yeah so box office so there is like Say thirty grand, five grand, six grand for different movies, but it's not an accurate box office reading, yeah. so we're not gonna bring it up.
1: Yeah, and like blockbusters that were supposed to come out nationwide just didn't. So like, sure,
0: yeah, it's not even fair. But we're gonna stick with it's zero. Yeah, it's fucking zero. <laughs> yep. All right. Uh, let's hop into actual news. Let's talk about more about how... Coro- oh, oh, by the way, happy birthday.
1: Uh, thank you. Guys,
0: it's Dan's birthday Dan's today. my birthday. Hey, what are you, 53? Something like that. Yeah, Liar. <laughs> uh, Dan's still a relatively young man. Uh, <laughs> uh, thank so you. he's got some years left. So he would <laughs> like to continue them in some form of financial stability. So give us $5 on Patreon. <laughs> okay. The news. We're going to talk about things that have been delayed, as we like to do now. Mm-hmm. Uh, Black Adam was supposed to start in July. Uh, it is not any longer. Oh, the Rock says he doesn't know if that means the release will be pushed, uh, to which I say, Rock, you're a fucking moron. <laughs> of course, if the production the guy who's is delayed. The has been a movie
1: star for the last 15 years Right, plus. but <laughs> as the
0: highest paid movie star in the world for the last couple <laughs> years, maybe his layer of reality is no he doesn't know how long it takes to edit a movie he's like you shoot it one week it's out the next He don't know uh rock Um, i'm sure you're listening to our podcast black adam will be pushed (laughs) mobius this is interesting because mobius now has had yeah that's what i said mobius (laughs) Morbius strip
1: living vampire
0: no it's a morbius strip (laughs) morbius thank you daniel uh has got its second push Okay. And that's something we haven't seen yet. Originally, it was pushed to the end of July. Mm. Uh, Now Marvel, or I guess not Marvel, but Sony.
1: I think we're going to start seeing a bunch of this. Yeah.
0: Now listen, pushed to March 19th, 2021. Oh, wow. It is pushed a year from now. Okay. Yeah, we are going to see a bunch of it. This is the top tier of this domino ripple effect that is going to happen.
1: And uh, I don't know if you've already got the uh, story for later, but uh, the theaters in China...
0: Oh, yeah. They're reopening. What? Yeah. I just watched something about them reopening. What happened?
1: Well, they were reopening a couple of days ago, and then fears of a a second second wave. wave- probably from America. Woo, we're number 1. Well, yeah, um, all right. But they reclosed all of the theaters in China, and Man. then that's going to make a bunch of American companies make a whole, a lot more decisions sure. on pushing stuff back further. Just a reminder
0: folks, uh, even if corona goes away in the summer, it might be back in the fall.
1: Yeah. Yeah, cuz these um all of the sort of planning that was going into the the dates that movies were getting pushed to like uh, what was it, Black Widow was pushed to August mm-hmm. um, was sort of around the time frame of all right, let's see what China's doing because they got hit first, let's see how long they had to close their theaters for, sure. okay, they're opening them back, let's see, you know, how it does box office wise, if the sales are anything like they were before, any of that, and then they reclosed. And Ugh. all of the American companies are like, oh shit, this is going to be worse than we thought. All right, push yeah. everything way back.
0: Now, when they had reopened, I read that they were just playing stuff like uh, Avatar and Avengers, yeah. and like stuff that like yeah, was like the biggest re-release
1: kind of like, stuff yeah, to
0: get people more acclimated to going back to the theaters. Yeah, we'll give you a uh,
1: blockbuster. It's not going to be one of the new ones, but we'll give you something to go see. Crazy.
0: Uh, the newest casualties are also films that are in production. Mm-hmm. So Matrix 4 and the Batman originally not supposed to be pushed are now pushed because they can't yeah, you can't film- get
1: more than 10 people onto a film set. I don't know why <laughs> and
0: I guess hindsight's always 2020, but everyone just assumed this was going to be a month Mm-hmm. Everyone assumed, you know, we're gonna be down for a month and back out. Like my job, yeah, uh, we're gonna the we're president gonna of the United the States of America. Yeah,
1: it's like all right, everybody's just gonna stay at home, and then in a week, this is all gonna blow over. But we <laughs> haven't
0: been staying home. Everyone's an asshole, and they're still going to <laughs> yeah. the springs, and they're still going to uh, beaches in Florida.
1: Yeah. I just saw that uh, just Austin had uh, like a hundred and eighty police complaints yep, about sure people did. not obeying the state. Just this
0: city, 180 complaints yep. per infraction of groups of people. So that's, Al- those almost, can be huge groups of people.
1: Uh, almost the same number of confirmed coronavirus cases in Travis County. So one in each <laughs> group. Got <laughs> yeah, it. Yeah. yeah. We've got like a little over 200 confirmed cases in Travis County right now. Sweet. Yep.
0: Uh, <sighs> next movie dumb. Just that stay is home. skipping its, Uh, theatrical release is the Sundance Film Festival uh, special jury award and the Silver Bear Grand Jury Prize at the Berlin International Film Festival it's a movie called Never Rarely Sometimes Always this has been like I I didn't know much about it but reading about it it's just like a lot of people are like anxiously waiting Mm. this movie it's supposed to be incredible it is written and directed by Eliza Hittman uh, the film is an intimate portrayal of two teenage girls in rural Pennsylvania cool. faced I know right I come I'm too but I'm like, oh, <laughs> oh, <a> Pennsylvania. <laughs> yeah. faced with an unintended pregnancy and a lack of local support uh
1: sounds about right yeah, so, yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. it's supposed to be
0: amazing but it is going to be released online and I had the date really, written uh, down and then I lost it Berkeley? march
1: Percy Mechanicsburg, we, we're, we're, we're Pennsylvania. We're you talking. gotta watch it. <laughs> it's gonna be
0: on demand. April third was supposed to be in theaters. March thirteenth.
1: Okay, so a couple of days to be right. able again, to watch again, it. Again,
0: like you said, the the, the, the indie ones yeah, they're gonna make hit make more first. financial
1: sense for them to go. Hey, let's sure. see how many twenty
0: dollar rentals we can get. Last week, did I talk mm-hmm. about the Kamel Issa one? Yes. Yeah, that's going yeah, straight yeah. to Netflix. They got paid. And though. I
1: think because of the Chinese theaters reclosing we're gonna the industry See may more go more towards that maybe not the big big blockbusters um but definitely I think a lot more movies than would have otherwise might get uh, sent to VOD
0: uh one of the last things we'll say about this it actually before we hop into a whole other set of <laughs> corona bullshit <laughs> uh is that Mission Impossible 7 and 8 being filmed at the same time yeah the Major overarching story in uh-huh. Mission Impossible 7 and 8 uh-huh. takes place in Italy. Oh, God. And they cannot build sets because the oh, budget's already set. Yeah. They were supposed to be on location in Italy filming. This is going to set oh, this Christ. film, be both these Italy, films back it, yeah. a very long time. Yeah. Italy is being fucked in the asshole by coronavirus. Be,
1: literally the definition of decimated. Yeah. Because they're... At least from the official numbers that I can find on, you know, the New York Times coronavirus tracking yeah. website, mm-hmm. <clears throat> is that it seems like ten percent of people who have uh, gotten it are dying. Is that what DESA means? Deca ten? 10? Yeah.
0: Oh, I never put that together. Yeah, That's smart. Yeah, yeah. You got voc- you got to go voc- vocabulary like Walker. I like it. <laughs>
1: yeah. <laughs> All it's the fancy nuts. words.
0: And I pet that Yeah, dog. they had
1: like a hundred thousand cases and ten thousand deaths. That, like that's decimating. That's well, crazy.
0: Shit. Yeah, um, the morgues are full. Dead are just lying in the street. Did you see the picture of the New York truck, the refrigerated truck with all the dead bodies in it? Yes. Fuck, man. Yeah. And they all just right, brought a uh, <laughs>
1: yeah. They just brought like the the naval medical boat yeah. to New York boat.
0: All right, cool. uh, here's a variety of reports in a study that has been conducted by Performance Research, a sports and event research firm, mm. in partnership with Full Circle Research Company They okay. asked a 1,000 U.S. consumers about their willingness to return to public events once the pandemic ends, and 49% said it would take them a few months to possibly mm. never to return to movie theaters. Wow. Uh, now, again, yeah, fa- I feel like a 1,000 is not a good sampling of 330 million people. Yeah. But... Uh, in contrast, 13% of respondents said that they would go to theaters more often uh, than they did before, and 58 said their attendance wouldn't change, which okay, cool, that yeah. math doesn't really figure out to me, but that's fine. <laughs> <Yeah>. uh, <laughs> yeah,
1: were you allowed to pick two answers? <laughs> I guess. Um,
0: I guess maybe it's like might not change to less or might not change to more. Anyway, yeah. uh, they really Variety is saying that this is going to affect the movie theater industry really, really badly. Now, again, I want to put a disclaimer here saying that there are more important things. There are more important <laughs> industries, yeah. but this is a movie news show. If this yeah. was just a coronavirus show, I'd say, I don't give a fuck about the movie theaters right now. we got to get the <laughs> world straight. Yeah. Um, but this is a movie so we're going to keep going with that. Now, NATO mm. put out their own thing Uh, A NATO statement. uh, Oh, sorry. (laughs) Yeah. Which NATO? (laughs) Sorry, for those of us, for those of you not following, maybe you're listening for the first time. NATO is the National Association of Theater Owners, (laughs) not the lesser-known NATO. That deals in politics and running the world. Treaties and things. (laughs) This is the National Association of Theater Owners says, thanks to a Senate aid. thanks to Senate aid, movie theaters now feel comfortable reopening post-coronavirus. They said, uh, due to the uh, extremely. where's the actual, oh yeah, according to NATO, the bipartisan agreement was reached with the Senate that would provide relief to movie theaters, their employees, and many other public-facing industries that have had to close their doors to Due to COVID nineteen pandemic. This basically means that and they're they're kinda of making it out to seem that like this was just for them, but this is the from the stimulus yeah. bill, big yeah, businesses um, get to take tax free or interest free loans. Yeah. And maybe get their employees paid, which Yeah, are,
1: this is the the good side of the keeping, you know, businesses afloat. Um, the same thing that I've been reading a lot in the music industry as well. Um, that will that money from the stimulus bill is also going to, uh, like, bars and venues, um, places where nice. live music would happen sure. <laughs> that can't.
0: <laughs> well, so now we'll see if this actually means that <laughs> – my fear is that because there's not a lot of regulation on this that these theater chains are going to take the money and then give money to their – salaried or CEOs? Uh,
1: I, I think there was part of the back and forth why it was going back and forth so many times uh-huh. Um, was I believe they settled on uh, caps for CEO pays well, uh, for good. CEO pay and no stock buybacks that's for good. companies that take but the stimulus money. Whether or
0: not they'll hire back furloughed people and continue yeah. to pay them has yet to be seen, but they have yeah, some money coming. There,
1: was, there there were stimulation uh, stipulations stimulation. put in place. Um, because of especially like the auto and banking bailouts. Oh, yeah, those suck. That they were just like, oh, yeah, we'll take all your money and just buy back our stock and own more of our company and enrich ourselves.
0: Garbage. Um, <laughs> yeah. Garbage. So I
1: think they finally learned some of those lessons. And, uh, put that language in the bill this time around. Well, we'll see what happens. Yeah.
0: All right. Moving on. Hobbs and Shaw 2 is in development Mm -hmm. because The Rock needs more money. Uh,
1: Apparently (laughs) there is don't know when that's coming out either. (laughs) Oh, yeah. I'm sure he thinks it's
0: coming out next week. You bald, dumb fuck. Uh, (laughs) Hobbs and Shaw 2 is in development. Uh, You know... Apparently, you know, apparently it obviously made enough money to, to warrant another one. Oh, but I yeah. was kind of hoping that after they did this, the rock and Vin Diesel would like mend their relationship.
1: Yeah. Unless they really want to mm-hmm.
0: split off into multiple different layers and then come back end game style with everyone in one big movie. And then finally say, please stop making these.
1: Yeah. The, uh, um, I don't know. That's, that's one of the franchises that I think, uh, this next week, uh, I'm going to start catching up on all those movies.
0: Oh, yeah, but yeah. Before we move on, tell, tell us about all the movies you watched, Dan. I was
1: going to say, uh, speaking of the Mission Impossible movies, uh, yeah. I can see why they're doing two back-to-back and with the same writer and director as the last two. Why? Because uh, they got markedly better. Of course, Each yeah. time. Oh, no. They got um, rad. So, this uh, was it Chris McQuarrie? I think so. I think that's his name. Um, is the writer-director. He wrote, I think... Uh, Ghost Protocol, okay. which was four, um, I really liked the the music in that. Weirdly enough, it was uh, Michael Gianquino. Yeah, it goes
0: dun 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 <laughs> dun dun.
1: dun, dun. Uh, did it did it cleverly, like he he did it very nicely in that like The Incredibles kind of style. Like Ba-da-da. very Mission Impossible, James Ba-da. Bondian kind of big band stuff to like did it really dun, 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 amazingly. Dun, 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 um, and then the next two, uh, Rogue Nation and Fallout, I watched, and those were Chris McQuarrie wrote and directed, and him directing them, it was noticeably like more gorgeous looking, more intense in scenes. Like he he was able to do all of the things that were maybe. Not lacking, but not up to what they could have been in Ghost Protocol. Potential. Yes. So I, I feel like he's like a perfect fit for that franchise, and it totally makes sense that we're like, yeah, do more. Nice. Um. So yeah, I kept a list of all of the movies that I watched this week. Just rattle them off. <laughs> we got uh, Godzilla, King of the Monsters. That's a good
0: one. I like that one.
1: fun. The Three Mission Impossibles. Sure. Uh, Sound City, which was the Dave Grohl right. documentary, was really cool. Uh, Annihilation.
0: Yeah, that's Portman. a weird one. Yeah. That was a
1: weird one. <laughs> sure. Um, local movies called a uh, funniest. It's a documentary about the funniest person in Austin contest. Oh. Um. Uh, which was really good. Um, Cabin in the Woods. I finally watched. That's
0: a great fucking movie, dude. I
1: thought I knew the twist. <laughs> no, nope. I did not. Nope. <laughs> I was like, oh, this movie opens with the like oh there's people underground doing the whole thing yeah like oh i thought that was the twist sure isn't sure isn't really good <laughs> uh and colossal i finally watched which again yeah thought thought i knew how that movie was gonna go no nope. very different but way better than i thought it Man, was or so could have been.
0: Colossal was put out by Neon, which mm-hmm. uh part owned by the company I used to work for. Yep. Um, <laughs> and the bar I was booking. Uh we did the premiere of Colossal in Austin. Yeah. And then Jason Sudeikis came and did bartending Where- at the bar <laughs> I was working. Um they, that makes
1: a lot more sense now, I remember. <laughs> you yep. tell me that story? <laughs> uh, they did
0: not tell him. Yeah. <laughs> it was yeah. his famous wife's birthday. All he wanted to do was call her. So oh. they made him sit down and take a TABC test, oh. which he didn't know the answers oh to. Uh, but he sat there. He, I mean, he's smart enough to pass it and got yeah. it and got a quick TABC license and then <clears> had to open beers for people for like an hour when all he wanted to do was call wife. He was so gracious about it. Oh, and I've heard some it. stories that he might not have been, but he was super fucking cool. Yeah. Yeah. Jason oh Sinick. man, this is a good guy. Uh, also, the first conversation I ever had with Doug Benson, mm-hmm. uh, my favorite movie podcaster, yeah, um, <laughs> was we were t- it was at a Fantastic Fest and we were talking, uh, and I had mixed up Cabin in the Woods with the movie just the Cabin, and I went on <laughs> and on and on and on and on, uh, just nervous and sputtering to him until I finally said, "He's like, you're thinking of a different movie," and I'm like, "Ah, oh, shit." <laughs> I don't know movies. And I was really embarrassed. And I think about it when I'm trying to go to sleep a lot. <laughs> that's my story. I uh had have not watched a lot of movies this week. Mm-hmm. Uh, I rewatched a couple classics. I rewatched Goodfellas. Mm-hmm. I rewatched Shawshank. Basically, anything that's like trending on Netflix right now to have in the background as I'm doing tons of laundry and cleaning. But yeah, yeah. what I did do was watch seven hours <laughs> of Tiger King. <laughs> now... It's not fair normally to bring up TV shows on this podcast. And I would not bring it up unless there was movie news because Dak Shepard and Ed Norton are fighting over who gets to play Joe Exotic in the biopic (laughs) that theoretically will happen one day. (laughs) Dak Shepard said, hey, I really want this role. Edward Norton goes, hold on there, youngster. You got too good a body and you're way too young. I look (laughs) like the Tiger King. Uh, And he clearly is. It's like Dax should play, uh, spoiler alert, one of uh, Joe's boyfriends. And then friend of the show, Justin Long, chimes in that Jim Gaffigan should play Doc Bagavan, uh, who is another character. Uh, I know you haven't seen it yet. Uh, yeah, I'm, uh, I'm going to watch it this week. Um,
1: <laughs> it is
0: but Justin, if you're listening, I'm sure it. you are because you're a friend of the show. Uh, that's a spot-on casting. And uh, my my goal would, my, my dream at least, would be to have Edward Norton play the 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 lead Dax Shepard plays supporting to get Jim Gaffigan in there I will watch that biopic over and over and over and over again oh my god
1: what one of those like those once every 10 years projects that you can just get an all-star cast oh yeah sure (laughs) they're all just like oh yeah I'll be in that just put me in anywhere (laughs) yeah this is basically gonna be like
0: a b-list Scorsese film (laughs) (laughs) yeah uh Fantastic Beasts 3 word and where to find them Yep. Uh Dan Fogler was giving a interview mm. and brought up something that I had not even thought about. You saw too, right? Yeah. Okay, so I really like these movies, and I'm a gigantic Harry Potter fan. There's Harry Potter shit all over the office. Yep. I've got wands. I've got scarves. I'm I do at a several Japanese. Lego play
1: sets. <laughs> yes, a giant Hogwarts castle <laughs> and Lego
0: uh, on the wall. Uh, but I like the Fantastic Beast movies more than I like the Harry Potter movies. <laughs> I just do. And that is sacrilege for a Potter fan. <laughs> and I hope we get at least a piece of hate mail because of that, because we don't get a lot of well, hate I w- mail.
1: I would imagine, like, the, the more you do stories in that universe, the better you are at them. And, right.
0: Well, I, I say that here's my thing it's <laughs> like I like the world building yeah. uh, also I'm in my fucking 30s so the more <laughs> yeah. I enjoy well, it, over time about children. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, high school yeah. and elementary school age they're going to resonate with me less and less over time these are adults dealing with adult problems but still in the world of magic and I like that <laughs> yeah. uh, and Dan Fogler says this it's all leading to this massive war with the backdrop of World War 2 so yeah. you can just imagine these epic scenes so in the last Fantastic Beasts uh, basically the bad guy who was Grindelwald played by Johnny Depp who were allowed to Again, uh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> shows that like the reason wizards need to step in and treat humans as subservient is because they're gonna do this, and he is, can yeah, see the future. And he shows destroy the world, he yeah. use this, this skull hookah and shows like this vision he's had of World War II. Now, imagine like before, pre World War II, there had been no atomic bombs, there yep. has been no. Like World War Two is so much bigger than World War One that it's like, yeah. and they're just getting over World War One, and yeah, like you can see it on Dan generation Fogler's face, of
1: attack planes and yeah. bombers, and
0: there were still yeah. horses in World War One. Yeah. So like yeah, Dan Fogler plays shit. someone yeah. who fought in World War One, and like he usually plays comic relief, but you see this horror on his face where mm. he's like, "Not another war, like no, like, like yeah. that's the worst possible thing you could possibly think of." Uh, so I didn't even think about because there's five Fantastic Beast movies. This is three. Yeah, They're yeah. going to take place during world war two. And that's fucking cool. And that's why I like these movies more. I watched <laughs> yeah. fantastic beasts too. Like, probably like four or five times. It is spectacular. And it is, mm. and I it is go pace
1: good. I don't know. I don't know if I've uh, rewatched them since I saw them in the
0: theater. Uh they're both good and Dan Fogler uh is quickly becoming my favorite actor. Me, like he's yeah. just so funny. I can think of every time he's in something he just makes it better. Yeah. I've never not loved he's, one of his performances. He's in a
1: Jane Silent Bob reboot for like 4 seconds and it is delightful.
0: <laughs> I don't remember what was he in the reboot?
1: Uh he was a guy who was like uh working for the Chronicon. Got it. And like wasn't letting um Jay and Bobbin, Not Jay and Bob. The, the, the younger generation, the girls, like, got wasn't it. letting them into something. Got it, got it, got it. <laughs> And he's right, delightful. But apparently, on. like, oh. did it in between doing other things because he wanted to be involved. Well, yeah. He's also he, he's like, a like, came star down now. for, like, a couple hours to shoot the thing. Sure. Halfway across the country because he just wanted to. <laughs> I don't
0: like uh, giving um, what the, uh, uh, a lot of credit to the movie Fanboys. <laughs> yeah. Uh But... I think of... There's this, just this random shot in <laughs> Fanboys. Like, if you've never seen the movie Fanboys, it's done by local director Ernie Klein. I, mm-hmm. I don't have any commentary on that. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> yeah. uh, but it's about four uh, teenagers or like just past teenagers, early 20 kids, going to... St- Sneak on the Skywalker Ranch to see *Phantom Menace* before it comes out. Yeah, and they're trying to convince one of their friends to go, and Dan Fogler is just holding his buddy's feet in the air, like with his sneakers on, and just air humping him, <laughs> while his buddy lays on a bed, contemplating. And it's this—they never reference it, they never mention it. His <laughs> whole body's just shaking. Just, like, <laughs> just a dumb, like immature boy thing to do. <laughs> and I, I, I just every time I see the movie, I got pause and just laugh hysterically because. <laughs> I don't think anyone directed him to do it. I think he's just doing it in the background. just
1: like, just keep rolling. Keep rolling. This is is gold. Anyway, Dan Fogler. Yeah. All right. Edgar
0: Wright is set to direct a movie called Set My Heart to Fire. Okay. It is going to be an adaptation of a book that is not yet released, but apparently he got an early copy and Loves. Okay. About an android dentist (laughs) who feels emotions for the first time after being exposed to 80s and 90s films. (laughs) And then this android decides to make a film himself to reach out to his creator.
1: Oh, my God. Yeah.
0: So, it sounds like a very Edgar Wright thing. but I'm so on board. But... And the reason these two pieces of news are connected is because this feels to me like something that maybe Ernie Klein passed on, Uh, (laughs) Edgar Wright picked up on, because I'm really afraid this is just going to be like a Ready Player One, but just movies. Mm. That's my fear.
1: Yeah, but I don't think think Edgar Wright would sign on to it if it was just references for reference sake kind of thing.
0: I'll also disclose that I was not the biggest fan of Baby Driver. Oh, I
1: really like that movie. That movie gets better with more watches. It's it's more integral with the music, and seeing, um, seeing it as a story of somebody with a disability with his tinnitus.
0: Yeah. All right.
1: And re- liking- reading it from that perspective, or watching it right. from that perspective as a more I'll, I'll give it of a second watch, but I yeah. Know. Also, I'll- it's got a fucking convicted piece of shit as one of the main characters sure Uh,
0: but I also say that um, as it was coming out I got in a fight with Edgar Wright's assistant no, oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I think he was his assistant. Maybe he's just like a media guy that was working with him. But uh, as they were doing traveling for a thing, the the bar I was working at uh, asked if they could let Edgar into to film like a like a quick mm. like interview. And I said sure. And then we blocked it off to the public. And uh, I was standing there like getting everything ready. And the assistant comes over, and goes, "Can I help you?" <laughs> and I'm like, "Hi, I run this place." Uh, and check the attitude or y'all can leave. Can I help you? <laughs> yeah. And then he got a little, like grumbly and ran away. But then like, <laughs> like, like he just kept like coming up and that. Like, oh, he, Edgar needs water. And I'm like, <laughs> and you can see him in the back. Like, I don't fucking need water. And he, he needs this. And can you do this? And can you turn these lights on? Poor and I was boy. like, Hey, I'm not doing anything for you. And then, like, as they were starting the interview, they're like, uh, can you leave? And I said, no, can you fucking leave? <laughs> the whole reason I'm allowing this to happen is so I can watch the interview <laughs> and shake Edgar Wright's uh, hand. You fuck on out of here. That's my Edgar Wright story. Yeah. I, he was a sweetheart, and his assistant, or that media person, was just a piece of shit.
1: But yeah. Uh, I may have come with the company kind sure. of thing.
0: Yeah. Uh, Colin Trevorrow is cramming that he's still working on Jurassic world three, despite uh, production being down and them getting very little into filming, but he is mm. gramming like his workspace and a little, like just a still from the movie that doesn't show you anything. Just a character with smoke in the background. Okay. So I don't know what he's doing, but he's doing something.
1: Yeah. Well, I guess if there's more pre-production stuff.
0: Also uh Spielberg uh, put out, a statement on Trevorrow's work in the Jurassic Worlds and he's in favor of it yeah. I was like well I guess he didn't watch them <laughs> yeah. and that's my story on that cause again if you go back and watch Jurassic World 2 Kingdom, it is a piece of <laughs> shit <is> god awful. <laughs> I'll bring that up every episode if I have to I have such high hopes for three cause the bar is set fucking low yeah
1: he was dropped from a Star Wars movie because those <laughs> were so bad yeah as well he should be <laughs> yeah
0: Kind of wish JJ was too. <laughs> All right, we're not gonna get into this. All right, guys, uh, that's our you news like for this JJ's week.
1: JJ's movies more than the other one.
0: That's fine. <laughs> uh, yeah, I did not like Last Jedi.
1: <laughs> I really like Last Jedi. That is a dividing line in this house. Ridiculous. <laughs> All
0: right, guys, please, 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 please go to Patreon.com/slash Five by Five the Movies. Give us five dollars a month. Yeah. Some weeks that some months that's only a dollar a week. Yeah, I'd say this show is worth it. I'd That's buy that it. for a dollar. Yeah, yeah, uh,
1: 99 cents uh, on, uh, not on iTunes. Yeah. <laughs> and you know, you
0: could do it for a month or two if you say, fuck it, it's not worth it. You cancel the subscription. No big deal. You'll get yeah. some well, sort of shout out or ad read or something on us here. There's
1: a fiver to, uh, just go in there and read Walker's letters. Yeah. <laughs> All his weird ass long
0: letters. I can't believe he's not like an elderly man. He still might be. He might have gone to college later and like we'll we'll find out. Uh, thank you Dan Richardson for being here. Yeah. yeah. Uh, thank you so much to everyone listening. Please review us on iTunes if you're so inclined. Email us at 5x5 five five at film at gmail.com with any questions concerns, criticisms, or creepy letters. Find us on Facebook at 5x5 five five at the movies for all your meme needs. Thank you Dan Benjamin, Hattie Cook, and the entire 5x5 five five network. We'll see you next week with another 5x5 at the movies. Roll, Roll credits. credits.